0: Hello, everyone. I'm Aaron's mother. <laughs> 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 <Okay>.
1: <laughs> the moment love <laughs> laugh <laughs> gone already. Okay. I'm gone. Okay, okay, okay. Listen,
0: listen.
1: Okay, okay. You want to record, you don't talk to me or you talk to someone else?
0: <laughs> don't make me laugh. <laughs> 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 nah, you see, if we laugh, <laughs> yeah.
1: mic test, mic test, one, two, three. Right, me, you try?
0: Micro testing,
1: micro testing. One, two, three. Okay, good. I press record and hear the car hong. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, <I> press record. Allah. Return to record. we We love this young man.
1: Okay, okay. <clears throat> Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Loi Trips. Today, we have a very special guest with us long-awaited, highly anticipated. Welcome to Lohai Trips, Mummy. Yay!
0: Hello, everyone. I'm Aaron's mother.
1: Yes, the lady that gave birth to me 20-plus years ago. Um, but yeah, so, you know, right before we press record, we were talking about Adrian, right? And yeah. that was something that I'm always very curious about. And I do have a question for you, which is, um, you know, how did you first find out that Adrian is an autistic child?
0: Because you are his brother and he was born first, you are three years different than him. That is why that, uh, that's a difference when I uh, raise him up and you is totally different. You see, when we diagnose Adrian, when he uh, you already at the age of three, so we found out that you are always mother and I mean, what, what we teach you, you can you can learn fast. For him, he at the age of uh, like seven to eight months, he got no response. He got no speech. uh, Response like when you imagine when any child you call his name at this age, he will turn to you, right? But he doesn't. Even when we clap, he won't turn his head, uh, his head to you. So that's the difference. So that was like the first sign
1: that you and daddy felt like something was not too normal about this child, right? Correct. Mm. And where did you go from there? to understand that he's an autistic child? Or is there even autism as a concept back then?
0: That time, we don't even know what is autism about until my second sister, who read an article from the Star Paper about this autism, and also uh, was stated there, there is a center uh, who train autistic child? This center is called Lion Autistic Center in Penang. There's a telephone number provided, and uh, we give a call uh, to know more about it. And we was thinking, I mean, we straight lah, we straight make our decision to enroll him for this center that time, he was in Taiping, a small town in Perak. But the center in Penang, uh, no choice because of him. We traveled to and fro three hours for him to only attend one hour plus
1: session. Basically, the travel was close to double, probably more than double
0: Correct. of the class session itself. And that is how often? Uh it's weekly. Actually they have more classes. There are more classes on. But because of we stay so far away, we only go for this one plus session that is only one to one. So for a year or more we travel and up we decided to move to Penang to train it up.
1: I remember because at that time um I just started primary school as well. And before completing the first year of my primary school, I remember that we made the decision, as in we, as in you and daddy, obviously, that we are moving to Penang. So I had to, you know, leave my previous school St. George's. Yes. <laughs> that yes, was the St. Georgie's yes. typing pronunciation St. George's mm. um, to move to Penang. But You know, you mentioned this center have like one-to-one class, right? This autistic center, learning center. After moving to Penang, like what kind of classes did you sign him up for? Was it more, I'm assuming it's going to be more than once weekly since we moved to Penang.
0: Yes, because uh, the center provided art classes, music class, one-to-one session, Sunday class to train him in every, uh, every skills Life skills, independent skills. Independent skills, life skills. To
1: even teach him concepts, right? You told me that um, to teach things like how to button your shirt, how to zip your pants, how to recognize money,
0: something like that, you know, the concept of money. Correct. As I can say, it shows results Send him to this center. From there, he learned how to button his shirt, how to zip his pen, even how to drink from straw, writing, counting, daily skills like brushing. Basic
1: life skills. Yeah,
0: mm. like brushing his teeth. From there, from there he learned. So there is a result. I'm very, very happy. I made that decision to send him to this Lion Autistic Center.
1: Yeah, and uh, you know, of course, in hindsight, it was a very wise decision because I know that Back then, Adrian was a very different person compared to the Adrian right now. I think the Adrian right now is very mature. He's very in control. Or in a word, he's very quiet. Translation, he's very like a good boy. You know, he's a good boy. Would you say so?
0: Yes, thanks God. It shows result and I'm happy that I, I, I'm happy for him, also happy for all of us. So luckily, I made the decision to send him early. That is uh when we want to start, we should start him early. So because of he got the training there, year by year, it shows improvement on him and you see, we can bring him out everywhere, even to overseas. he's been uh, to travel. He' been travel, and I can say that. I'm not afraid to train him, to train me everything. He take flight, he take cruise, he take train, he take the boat, boat. Even bus, I remember. He, bus, of course. Uh, LRT, monorail, cable car. Mm. Everything he everything is open to. He already open to it and he he can adapt to all this. Mm.
1: I think right now Adrian is very different. He's way more open and adaptable. Back then, he was a person of routine. You know, I remember one incident. We always drive from, say, Taiping to Penang, correct? Correct. And would you like to share the story if we take a
0: different road? Correct. That is the, the, point, the point from an autistic child, you see. He cannot change routine, right? When from our house, we try to turn right. Every, every time, you need to turn right. Once you turn to the left, you go, you go the other way. And he will keep screaming, shouting in throwing the car, tantrum. throwing tantrum. Mm. So it's very hard to control him back mm. then. See? Basically, he'll get triggered, correct? And then he'll start
1: going into his, you know, his behaviors, yeah. And he'll try to cope. Mm. Uh,
0: yeah. By the time I can say that he is totally on his own world. In his own world. In yeah. his own world. Mm. So now, age by age, I mean, he's is uh, growing bigger. Uh, all these already gone all his uh, all previous his, behaviors uh, previous behavior, yes already gone so can say thanks God and happy for him happy for us as well even though he he don't still don't have speech but until now he still can't express himself if he got pain or what yeah it's a shame it's a pity. It's a pity, lah. But the thing, I feel happy that he got no these uh, tantrums. Yeah, he can adapt to all this, la, Even though if you bring him out and uh, all all type of food, la, also he can he can take no mm-hmm. juicy. And you know, I have
1: one question that popped into my mind, which is when you first found out that Adrian. Is an autistic child? How did that make you feel?
0: Of course, as a parents, we feel sad, la. See, because when, before that, we I will know about what is it about autism, right? So after that, I read to get more know more about autism. I read to many articles. It is no cure, no medicine, no cure. What we can do is try to train him, train him physically, uh, hands on. Life skills again. Yeah, life skills as as much as possible. Training to be as normal as he can be. Uh, that's the only thing that we you know about autism. So, you know, have to accept, lah. have to accept because. It's God gifted, okay? We accept it. We accept it. And I think you told me as well, there is no point being set, right? True. Anything happen, you have to find a solution how to solve it instead of you crying every day. Nothing, nothing will, will improve. Nothing will show. If you cry, you will sit and cry and keep worried. I think I'm the kind of a person that anything happen to me, I don't think like I I will keep on worrying too much. Don't don't say me I got no sense, you know? We quickly need to find a solution how to solve it. That's that's the only way, right?
1: Yeah, I mean that is very true. Um I think like the older I get, the more mature I become. I realize that dwelling upon problems, worries, and just future obstacles, a waste of mental energy, a waste of resources. And um, no point sometimes worrying about those things. It doesn't bring any solution. It doesn't make things better. In fact, it makes things worse and you're wasting your time as well by not thinking how you're going to cope with it, by not thinking about how you're going to go about it or even resolve it.
0: Yeah. That is why we need to stay, stay strong I always tell myself, stay strong. Even I got an uh, a special child like him, like this. Uh, life move on. The only thing is, I always tell myself, I mean, stay strong. Now. Always stay strong, physically, mentally. I think
1: you're very strong, you know, in every aspect of yourself. Yes, um, I have to. Yeah, I think the both of us were thrown in positions where we were not allowed to not be strong. I think growing up with an autistic child and of course you raising an autistic child, we had to take on more responsibilities than we normally would have. And through that, obviously, you learn to be more resilient. You learn to be more, um, I guess,
0: mentally tough, I would say. And also patience, you see. Correct, correct. Patience. Patience. I've learned to be patient with this kid. Have to. Mm. It is not easy, you know. From small, you got to taking care of this autistic child. He will mess things up. He will show tantrum. He will jump. He will scream. And uh, toilet train him. We can't go out. Right. 100% we can't go out. Cannot go
1: out. Cannot bring him out. I remember we had takeaway food. Almost every day at one point. That's right. Just because we really cannot go out. Every time we go out, he would be screaming at the top of his lungs. Um, We do not blame him. Maybe because he does not feel comfortable.
0: Correct. Maybe on his own
1: world. Correct. And just so you know, with um, autistic um, people in general or people with autism, their sensory would be overloaded. So maybe he's screaming because that's his way of self-regulation from all the sensory, from how loud noises are, how everything is so messy, how there's so many people around him. So I think it's just his way of self-regulating.
0: Yes. Uh, but this is how I train him, you see. Even though he he have the sensory of sound and everything, you know how he, I train him? You see, when he sit at the hall, when I start to vacuum, that time, when I start to vacuum, he will run to the room. He He doesn't like that sound. But I... This is how I train him. I ask him to sit, cannot go to the room, and I start the vacuum right in front of him until he can accept it. Mm. So do hairdryer. You see, of course, there's a time he doesn't, doesn't like that sound, you see. So, but I keep on doing to on him. I spray his hair. You don't move, you don't go away. I spray until now. When after he shower, I asked him to go and he on hair dryer, he dry himself. Mm. Very
1: major character development and lesson learned from not being able to handle the sound to actually drying his own hair. Right. Which is very shocking to me, actually. Yes. Yeah, I mean, so it really sounds like your approach with Adrian, of course, we are not saying that this is the approach with all people with autism out there, but with Adrian... I feel like you really know him the best, of course. I feel like you really know what he wants, what he needs, and what is really required for Adrian to continue growing as a
0: child or even a man. Of course. That's why I said that is not easy from the beginning. I got to put on many efforts. Sacrifices. 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 Pay attention to him. That's that's how I taking care of him. I feel like you definitely
1: paid most of your attention on Adrian instead of yourself. Instead of you too. <laughs> yeah,
0: instead <laughs> of me too. I'm, I'm so lucky. You are so independent and you are so understanding uh, as a brother to an autistic uh I mean to an autistic brother, brother so that I don't uh even though I because I you are so understanding, I don't have to pay more attention to you. I feel like, you know,
1: um, I have been thinking a lot about my journey as Adrian's brother. I feel like I've been thinking about it my whole life, actually. I've been to many therapy sessions just to talk about it, unpack it, just to understand what happened, understand what's happening as well and how that has affected me. And... You know, I sometimes feel like I was not the best brother for Adrian, sometimes. Because when I was a teenager, when I was in middle school or high school, I think when puberty hit especially, my emotions were very, wow, very uncontrollable, Correct.
0: unpredictable. Correct. I was a growing boy, you know? We feel that, we feel that also. Because it's, it's, Totally. I mean, different from people, you see. If you've got a normal, normal brothers, you all can talk, you all can discuss anything together,
1: right? Yeah, with Adrian's presence, sometimes it was so difficult for me to even do things that I need to do. For example, I cannot study. I tried studying, but because at that time, Adrian had the habit of making loud noises, um, of sometimes screaming out of nowhere, without even throwing a tantrum. That's just his habit, daily habit. And I think that has really affected my, you know, my, my adolescent years or me growing up, puberty years. But, you know, instead of focusing on myself, I actually want to ask you something as well, which is we mentioned sacrifice earlier, right? Like What are some of the major sacrifices that you have made as a mom and as a person when... Adrian is formally diagnosed as an autistic
0: child? Of course, accept it. La. Accept it with open heart. You know, when uh, we first diagnosed him as a special child, that time I was working. So the most, the, the big sacrifices I did is was I quit my job. You see, I quit my job and full-time taking care of him. It became your new job. It became my new job. Full-time job, yep. It's not, it's really tough, you know. It's really tough because when I moved to Penang, with you and him, I got to taking care no one else. No helpers, no mother, no mother-in-law to help out. You see? How, how do I make my grocery? How do I uh, buy food? Luckily, I got you. You are so independent, even though you're at your age, that time was only standard two or three. I get you to look after him so that I can go and do some grocery shop and buy some food. So, luckily, you are so understanding.
1: Yeah, I think growing up, you know, with Adrian as an autistic child, um, there is no doubt that there are many situations where I always have to put my needs away or to the side in order to prioritize and to focus on Adrian's needs because obviously Adrian is a special child and he's not able to fend for himself. So I do not regret at all any of the past situations that I was in you know Um, in fact I'm actually quite grateful because I feel like in those situations I learned to be more responsible I learned to be more understanding and I learned to empathize how this person thinks how this person does things and that really shaped my personality today actually in yeah just not jumping to conclusion not like completely like oh why must i do this why 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 just questioning everything but to understand there are some things that are required
0: actually we cannot change him i mean uh as what chinese say a snake cannot turn to a dragon right a snake cannot turn to a dragon that is why i accept it i accept as long as i put my effort i do my best to train him As best as he can. So I'm very happy. With the result. With the result. Mm. And I think also, you know,
1: all of us uh, as in our family really need to give you credits as well. That I think that obviously speaking, you are Adrian's primary caretaker. As I'm also a little bit mindful of time because we are about to start getting ready for dinner. um, As we are waiting for daddy to come back. I'm just wondering as well you know before we conclude this episode what is your favorite memory of Adrian
0: I can remember very well and this keep uh, in my mind that the first year he attend uh, standard 1 primary school 7 years old uh, at the age of 7 years old he was uh, awarded awarded as the most cleanliness the most tidiness student for this group of special kids (laughs)
1: are you proud of him for being awarded something that you're so prideful about i think that you know you're very particular when it comes to hygiene right cleanliness and tidiness i think that is one episode that i can talk to you about as well
0: um but yeah you proud of him of course, I'm proud of him because the f- first year he was selected, right? First year he was selected. Yeah, although he is a special kid, but, you know, the way we train him, he will dress up very neatly. He don't always mess his shirt and he can uh, zip his pen, uh, tuck in his shirt. That's uh, what, I mean, what we train him, he applied. And that, this is the result.
1: I completely agree with you. Uh, we're all very proud of you, Adrian. And uh, once again, right before I conclude this episode, is there any message that you would like to send to your second sis, which is GE?
0: Yeah. I would like to thank my second sis, who, the one who found out the article about this autism, That's only from that on, we understand about autism and we move on and we got results. So, if she didn't show us this, I don't think so Adrian will be, like, today, a better person. I mean, uh, he totally don't have this behaviour. He don't have... uh, The behavior, I mean, <laughs> 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 <I> why <know> you talk this <laughs> I you don't know what to say. God, <laughs> okay, <laughs> you said. <laughs> <coughs> so, before we end this conversation. I would like to thank my second seas for showing me the article about autism. Without this, we wouldn't have started knowing more about autism, and we wouldn't have started our journey the way to train Adrian Up. To be the man he to is be today. the man as today.
1: Mm. It's absolutely mind-blowing that just a couple of decades ago, um, the concept of autism was borderline non-existent in malaysia which is absolutely shocking to me but with that um i just want to thank you all for listening and uh thank you mommy for being a very wonderful um, guest on this podcast even though when i edit i maybe have to spend a few hours editing (laughs) so thank you all for listening stay high stay low stay safe this is Aaron. this
0: is dorothy erin's mom yes (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
1: yes <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Yo, how many times this is you Aaron's kids? mom
1: then what know.
0: this Thank is Dorothy I I I say myself no one know I'm Dorothy
1: alright and stay safe
0: bye bye want to say I'm Dorothy or not <laughs> <laughs>
1: this is
0: any. this is Aaron's mom would like to end this conversation thanks for listening everyone stay safe Bye-bye. Good job.
1: Hello, Adrian. What is your name? <coughs> Can you talk into the mic, please? <coughs> what is your name? <coughs> How old are you? Good boy. What are you drinking? <coughs> are you drinking? <coughs> 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 what are you drinking? <coughs> 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 what are you drinking? you Coco what are you drinking? What are you drinking? What's that? What's that? Milk tea? Do you like it? Is it good? Okay, good boy.